0: chambers
1: i'm kyle chambers
0: we have a new guest we're hoping you can see him in the shot we didn't check him out he's our uh mascot yes rowdy we picked him up we went camping a couple of weeks ago with the kids and i saw him in one of the gas stations we stopped at and i thought he was cute so we got him and and he's a texas armadillo yes people are listening they can't see him yeah and well that's true he's yeah and he's basically got the texas flag painted on him and um, we were trying to think of names for him and I threw out Rowdy and a couple of other names and Kyle said, no, I like Rowdy.
1: Yeah, because it's like, I think what they call it, it's tagging, they've got it tagged all over. Graffiti. Global yeah.
0: economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. For people, my Yep. <laughs> so uh, if Rowdy in Houston is listening, the, yes. the tags at <laughs> everywhere... Um, we have named our armadillo after you. So we're continuing our mini-series with the seven habits of highly effective people. Yes, I have actually finished the book.
1: Woop. Do you know all seven habits?
0: I don't have them memorized, no, but I did get a lot of good information. If you've okay. not read it, definitely a good read, worth reading. Um, this episode is just one little quote that I plucked out of there that I really liked. And right. I, to- I told Ka, I said, I don't know if we can do... A whole 20 minutes on just one quote. And he said, I can talk about anything. So I'll try to rein him in a little bit for (laughs) (laughs) y'all. And it's actually a quote from Albert Einstein. And he said, the significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them.
1: Amen. So... All right. 20
0: minutes.
1: (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Let's have some fun with this. Okay. No, this is actually just a really, really amazing uh, point. And it might seem so obvious up front, but whatever your mindset was, whatever your way of thinking, whatever the way you were working or to steal the language from the book, whatever your paradigm was, when you got yourself in the mess, you're not going to be able to get yourself out of the mess with the same... Same level of thinking, the same behaviors, the same habits, the same actions. We have to undergo some sort of a change, get ourselves out of it. And, you know, I was uh, meeting with a client yesterday and they were all concerned about doing a root cause analysis for their customers. and were looking, wanting to see root cause analysis. And what I tried expressing to them is, well, the root cause analysis is good. Like you want to find out why you had a problem. mm mm-hmm. But that's effectively useless if you're not going to do something to change
0: it. Well, what not it the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result? Yes, yes, I believe that was
1: actually also an Albert Einstein quote. Oh, well, look at how <laughs> smart I am. <laughs> um, so it is, you have, to, you have to make a change. Now, that does mean you have to figure out what's going on. Um, and this requires a certain level of self-awareness, if it's obviously an issue in, in your personal life, but it requires a certain level of self-awareness in your organization of where are we, what are what are our behaviors, what are the things that we do on a daily basis, where's our mindset, where's our company culture that's leading to these problems. Um, you know, we talked about something recent that was, um, I think it's two weeks back from now, so three weeks from this one airs, was about what measure we uh, what gets measured gets done mm-hmm. it's the same sort of idea here is if you're not achieving the goal that you want to achieve you really have to start to to step back and analyze the mindset that you're in that got you where you're at and then Sometimes it means changing just a couple of small behaviors, which is what, uh, in the quality world, we use a corrective, uh, sorry, corrective analysis form. I'm getting my words mixed up here. A corrective action report. A necessary part of that is you do a root cause analysis. Um, and there's all sorts of fancy, uh, sophisticated tools out there for it. But at the end of the day, all root cause analysis is, is why did this happen? Mm -hmm. What was the root cause, the the main cause? And
0: again, there's no point in doing that unless you intend to change it or do something to change it. Exactly. And I, you know, I always take this back to my personal life. I take all of our episodes (laughs) to our personal life. um, And we have three children (laughs) and and Kyle brings work home. And so, you know, one of our kids in particular, we're having a little difficult, I can't even say it's a behavior problem because he really is a good kid, but some behavior changes mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that need to be corrected. And several weeks, maybe even months ago, he says, Kyle says, we just need to do a root cause analysis. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out what's causing the behavior. What can we do to change it? And that's something we've been working on for mm-hmm. a few months, just trying to figure out exactly what's causing this behavior and yep. what we can do to change it. Yep. And it goes, you know, as parents, we're mm-hmm. thinking, what did we do? Mm-hmm to cause this yep. and how can we change it and fix it?
1: Yep.
0: So I, I take that's, it.
1: But you think, you know, you, we've, we've been talking about Simon Sinek a lot recently as well. And, you know, he talks about the relationship of a manager to the team is very akin to that of a parent to a child mm-hmm. is. So it, it's a good analogy here is you really have to step back and recognize that you are the cause. And what we already talked about before is you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to directly change anyone else's behavior
0: Mm -hmm. you can change
1: yours you can change the focus of your organization by maybe changing some of your measures to go back to another episode so really change what you focus on so here hand me the quote here okay all right so this again i just can't tell you much i love because it's just so incredibly true but the significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them um I had an issue years back with uh, problems with a particular uh, suppliers and inventory. Mm-hmm. right? So we always, always had problems with inventory. I was uh, put in charge of our inventory management system for about, I guess, four or five years, something like that. Um, and we had tons and tons, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars of burrs that never got used. And so if you don't know what a, a burr is, it's... Um, Kind of like a drill bit, but it's not necessarily intended to drill. It's just intended to kind of smooth out uh, edges on things. There's just, okay. just you know, little quarter-shaped kind of cylindrical things. There's all sorts of different kinds, actually, but just an example. <laughs> In any case, we had so many birds that we couldn't even count them when it came time to do the end of the year um, inventory counts. We just couldn't even count them. We just finally just threw a number out there and said that's how many we thought we had.
0: Mm-hmm. But then
1: other materials that we needed constantly, we were constantly out of. Mm-hmm. And so, we'd gone two years trying to figure out, like, what the heck is going on here? So, finally, we sat down and said, all right, well, let's figure out what really is going on here. Took a look at all the purchase orders, everything that people have purchased for the last few years. And what we found is that they had this informal list written on a little sheet of, uh, um, you know, the the, uh, yellow legal pad. Mm -hmm. And it was part numbers that they knew that they used frequently. Um, one of the guys had gotten in big trouble years back for running out of burrs. So he agreed that he would never run out of burrs again. (laughs) And so every time he ordered anything, he'd put the orders for the burrs in there with it as well. Um, and so, you know, so these
0: are like the shop managers that are keeping their inventory. mm -hmm, Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so we finally sat down and started trying to figure it out. And I kept, I couldn't understand why he felt the need to keep stockpiled on burrs. Well, as it turns out, infrequently, it's kind of hard to get them because it's just supply and demand and just the way things mm-hmm. work. And so he just wasn't going to run into that again. So our solution was actually really simple. We made these little red cards that were about as big as an index card. It had the part number. It had the price we want to purchase it at because, you know, sometimes the pricing mm-hmm. is a little crazy. And had the quantity that we should purchase. And so on any of these high-demand, high-ticket items... Mm-hmm. We just had those cards at a certain point in the inventory. Mm-hmm. And so once the inventory got that low, he pulled that card, took it to purchasing. That was the full approval that he needed. He needed nothing else to get the purchase order made. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you have run into the situation before where you're trying to get a purchase order pushed through. And it takes three or four days. you got to get multiple signatures. you got to get quotes. Mm-hmm. you got to go through the whole deal. And by the time you spend those three or four days doing that, and then the weekly time to get your parts, your inventory has gone dry. And yeah. now, now the production is stopped for a 50 cent piece. Mm-hmm. So stupid. So this was a, an easy way that we could do it. So we were able to get the guy to where he no longer felt this uh, intense pressure that, oh my gosh, I'm going to get fired if I run out of this 50 right. cent piece. But then we weren't buying $100,000 of excess inventory. Right. So it's it's real simple things sometimes, but you have to change that mindset. And in this case, we, we had the folks running the tool room, were just paranoid of running out of uh, burrs, but they couldn't think in any new way to solve their problem.
0: They just wanted to save their job.
1: Yeah, they wanted to save their job. And I can't blame them. Mm-hmm. I cannot blame them for, for what they did. But we had to come up with a new, not only a new set of tools, but a new way of thinking that was more holistic to you know, use a buzzword. Well, and it's
0: such a simple thing it is
1: and not only was it the issue with our birds was, was fixed then and forever um but same thing with a lot of other consumables for weld wires and things of that nature they started a uh, zip tying a tag around bundles of weld wire and mm-hmm. once they cut that zip tie they went and got you know ordered more weld wire and so the man hours that we spent managing the stuff was just cut by you know i mean more than half and we hardly ever had the owner issues again mm-hmm. but you have to have a brand new way of thinking to get yourself out of the hole that you dug.
0: And I think that's hard for a lot of people. It is. To step out and say, oh. It is. I need to do that. And, you know, again, going back to parenting, you know, parents most often think, well, we, we're right. They're wrong. Mm-hmm. They just need to do what they're told. And, you know. We've never said that, though. We, we feel that way as well. <laughs> Um, but that's not getting the job done. It's not. So it's we've not, gotta it's not do working. something different. Yeah. I do like that Albert Einstein qualifies this statement by saying the significant problems we mm-hmm. face. And you know, that's kind of a relative word. It is because a lot of people you know, some people think one problem is a significant mm-hmm. problem and another person might mm-hmm. not. But, but if you feel it's significant, exactly. the point is, if you think it's a significant yep. problem, then you got to step outside of yourself and say, "Wait, mm-hmm. where was my mindset when this was created? Mm-hmm. And now, what can I do differently to fix it?"
1: Mm-hmm. No, nope, ab- absolutely. It, uh, you know, kind of like going, you know, back with us uh, ten years. You know, we went through uh, the uh, Dave Ramsey's financial peace program at the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about half of the change your mindset definitely the, the the way of thinking and the behaviors that got you into the mess are not the ones that are going to get you out of it
0: and i, I i'm not certain that my thinking has totally changed I, <laughs> I still like to get what i want when i want it <laughs> but a lot's changed a lot, a lot has, has changed. changed a lot has changed we're much better and, and it's it's tough
1: and you talked about with, with parents and i think it's it's really the same across the board is sometimes you really need an outside competent eye to take a look at what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason where really an inventory system worked out is because yeah, I was put in charge of it, but I I didn't deal with it on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Pretty much just had to to process reports and and make sure nothing terrible happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But when terrible is the line at which you get involved, lots of bad things can happen (laughs) underneath that line. Um, so I was able to come in with an outside perspective to, to get an idea of what's going on. And, and oftentimes, it's really really what we have to do to, to get a hold on and uh, grasp on these problems. You know, that's why uh, internal auditing. I've had folks ask me a number of times, like, well, why do we need you to do an internal audit? Can we do it ourselves? Yeah. And
0: you yes. can. But it's you, not going to be an honest... It's, it's not. And, and not because somebody's trying to lie about no. it or cover it up. Just be, I've, I've likened it before on our episodes, on our podcast, to writing your own book. You don't edit your own book. No. You send it to somebody else mm-hmm. because you read what you know you want to be yes. there and what you want it to say. Yes. And um, you pay an editor to edit your exactly. book to get a exactly. fresh set of eyes. And it's the same thing with auditing. It you is. just need a fresh set of eyes.
1: It is. And, you know, even uh, when I was first getting involved in, in quality, um, you know, we didn't have the uh, option or luxury of hiring an outside auditor to come do it for us. So we had to self-audit everything. And so what I used did is I trained six people within the company to be auditors. Mind you, there's only 100 employees in the company at the time, if Mm -hmm. even. So I trained, you know, between myself and the six, my manager, like 10% of the company is now auditors, Um, or getting close to it at least. And the reason was is so that I could hand select where each person audited because I wanted to specifically put them in an area that they were unfamiliar with. Mm -hmm. Because it was the only way I could get that outside perspective that's so valuable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but again, it's very hard for folks to do. To, I mean, just imagine taking away, you know, 8%, 10% of your workforce for a full day just to nitpick everyone else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not easy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, to think about the same level of thinking, you've got to... You need new ideas You do from people. And another thing I really enjoy about reading the books, The Start With Why and The Seven Habits, is it's skills that we're trying to pass along to our children. We're mm-hmm. kind of, I don't want to say dumbing it down, but making it, you know, putting it in their framework, something they will understand. And if you haven't read these books, I suggest you do. Mm-hmm. And they're great skills that you can pass on, to your children so that they can learn them early and it's not such a hard change for them yes. as grown-ups. They're, yeah, you know, they're adaptable to change and adaptable to new ways of thinking and mm-hmm. and, and acceptable to uh, taking other people's ideas. And that's
1: that's just a, a huge, huge one there um but again that's what this is about that's really what so much of his his book is about if you go through it i mean i don't know how many times he uses the term paradigm shift Mm -hmm. and if you've not read the book all a paradigm is is basically your set of uh knowledge and behavior about the way the world is at any given moment there's some just some really great examples in the book, but, um, which I'll have to not go into. No, not allowed. Okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, definitely. Whenever you're facing a significant problem and, and you're generally the judge of the significance, um, when you're facing a significant problem, you have to change your way of thinking. If you have any hope of solving the problem and oftentimes you have to change your way of thinking. If you have any hope of finding the problem Because if the problem is easy to find, you're you're a smart person. If you're listening to this podcast, we know you're a smart person. (laughs) I mean, that's a given. So you're a smart person. If the problem was easy to find, don't you think you would have found it by now?
0: (laughs) I guess so. So a new way of thinking, and most oftentimes that will involve getting a new set of eyes on it, getting some advice from other people. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. okay
1: that's going and that's going I don't know if this little guy's in it very well put him there all
0: right hey y'all welcome back to quality matters i'm darcy